you suffering from adrenal dysfunction? Did you know that four out of every five visits to the doctor's office is stress-related? In today's 24-7 society, stressors present themselves in many different forms. Mental stress from a busy workday, physical stress from an intense training session or constantly being on the run, or emotional stress from relationships with family or friends. Although stress is essential for overall health, it provides the mental and physical challenges required to stimulate positive adaptation. If you have chronic or excessive stressors or poor coping mechanisms, it may result in adrenal dysfunction and or altered cortisol rhythm. Why are your adrenals so important to stress? Your adrenal glands are small triangular shaped glands positioned on top of your kidneys that secrete specific hormones in response to stressful stimuli. These glands are made up of two parts, the inner medulla that produces the hormone adrenaline in response to stress and the outer cortex that produces cortisol. Let's take a look at how these two hormones drive your response to stressors in your environment. When adrenaline is produced, it triggers the breakdown of body fat for fuel and acts by raising your blood pressure and heart rate to increase your alertness. If you enjoy a cup of coffee in the morning, you're getting a nice little jolt of adrenaline from the caffeine that helps to increase mental focus and work capacity during exercise. This happens instantly via your sympathetic fight-or-flight nervous system, which is a direct connection between your brain and adrenal glands. Whereas adrenaline preferentially catabolizes or breaks down fat, cortisol breaks down muscle tissue to provide fuel for your body. Like adrenaline, its job is to increase your blood sugar levels to provide energy for the body to overcome the stressful event. From an evolutionary perspective, this was critical for escaping from wild animals or other threats. Nowadays, you experience a boost when you're in the gym or training hard, but when your session is over, your stress level should return to baseline. If your adrenals are out of balance, this isn't always the case and has significant negative repercussions. Today's stress response. In nature, a stressor is short-term, then subsides. For example, a zebra grazing in the savanna might spot a lion in the distance, resulting in a boost of adrenaline and cortisol to increase the heart rate, breath rate, and shunt bloods to its working muscles should it need to run for its life. The subsequent chase might last 20 minutes. Then it would be over, and the zebra could go back to relaxing and grazing. Thankfully, in today's world, we don't often have to run away from lions or bears, but modern stressors actually exert a much more debilitating toll on your body. How is this possible? Today, stressors last all day long. The emails don't stop, the deadlines don't stop, and the commitments don't stop. Your body, and more importantly your brain, are experiencing constant and prolonged stressors, far longer than would be experienced in nature. This leads to a heavy burden on your adrenal glands in your body. What is adrenal dysfunction? While the physiological mechanisms have evolved over millions of years, the realities of sitting at a desk and having to juggle all the mental tasks from work and home life can leave your brain and body stuck in fight-or-flight sympathetic overdrive. For some, this can manifest itself as the overproduction of adrenaline and cortisol, while for others, the reverse can happen and you may feel sluggish or fatigued. In years past, clients complaining of prolonged fatigue were often diagnosed with adrenal fatigue, the inability of the adrenal glands to keep up with a person's busy life or increased number of stressors. Today, we understand this is not the whole story. A new area of medicine called psychoneuroendocrine immunology, now that's a mouthful, or PNEI, is uncovering that your brain is really the root cause of adrenal dysfunction, and therefore the key player in supporting your adrenals and stress response. In short, the hypothalamus area of your brain is the master switch that tells your adrenal glands to ramp up the production of adrenaline and cortisol, overperforming adrenals, or dial it back, underperforming adrenals.
Do you have symptoms of adrenal dysfunction? In clinical practice, I see many patients with either overperforming or underperforming adrenals. There are symptoms on each end of the spectrum that indicate adrenal dysfunction. If you have difficulty waking up in the morning, poor energy during the day, feel better after eating meals, or have diminished libido, then chances are your adrenal glands are underperforming. If you're a person with naturally high energy levels, have high blood sugars, experience excessive sweating, have difficulty falling asleep, or feel like your mind continually, continually races with a list of tasks and deadlines, then you may be suffering from overperforming adrenals. This constant fight-or-flight sympathetic dominance chronically elevates cortisol levels and may lead to roadblocks in your quest for a swim, slimmer waistline, faster 10k runtime, or better overall health. There is one more piece to this complex puzzle. Your daily cortisol rhythm can also get thrown out of balance by stress. In the morning, your cortisol should be at its highest to wake you up from deep sleep and get you ready to attack the day. In the evening, your levels start to lower and should be at its lowest at bedtime. This allows the sleep hormone melatonin to ramp up and prepares your body for deep restorative sleep. If you suffer from general fatigue, poor recovery from workouts, low mood, and your short-term memory is poor, for example, you often forget to pick up what to pick up for dinner, where you left your phone or your client's name, then poor daily cortisol rhythm may be your area of adrenal dysfunction. If you struggle to get out of bed in the morning, hit snooze multiple times, or feel desperate for a coffee to get going, then chances are your morning cortisol rhythm is out of balance. If you struggle to fall asleep at night, wake up through the, throughout the night, or classify yourself as a night owl, then you likely have an altered evening cortisol rhythm. It is important to address adrenal dysfunction and or altered cortisol rhythm as they can lead to serious negative consequences. These include increased inflammation, poor memory, increased risk of anxiety or depression, reduced testosterone production, slow thyroid function, increased belly fat, decreased lean muscle mass, poor blood sugar control or insulin resistance, and cognitive decline. If you're not sure whether your adrenals are functioning optimally, you can request a salivary cortisol test. The Adrenal Dysfunction Fix Diet Diet is the first place to start when correcting adrenal dysfunction. It's critical to obtain the building blocks essential for supporting a healthy stress response. The Paleo Diet is the perfect place to start. First, increase your intake of healthy saturated fats such as butter, ghee, or coconut oil. Studies show that fatigued or overstressed athletes are better able to recover and maintain performance on a high-fat diet, in particular when high in saturated fats. Next, make sure you are achieving your adequate intake of protein, as high cortisol levels will quickly break down precious muscle tissue and leave you in a catabolic state. Aim for 0.7 to 0.9 grams of protein per pound of body weight. Finally, it's not only what you add to your diet, but also what you remove. If you're suffering from adrenal dysfunction or altered cortisol rhythm, then discontinue your caffeine intake. Coffee, black tea, chocolate for four weeks. Sugar and caffeine cravings are classic signs of adrenal dysfunction, so be sure to eliminate all processed sugars and carbs for four weeks. Meditation. Busy work days or long hours in the gym can leave you burning the candle at both ends and therefore being stuck in the fight-or-flight sympathetic overdrive. If the root cause of adrenal dysfunction starts in the brain, it makes sense to incorporate techniques that directly impact your central command center. Meditation is an ancient technique that helps restore your cortisol rhythm and adrenal function by stimulating your rest and digest parasympathetic nervous system by the vagus nerve in your brain. Not convinced? 
A recent study of medical students showed that those engaging in daily mindfulness meditation practices had much lower blood cortisol levels compared to a placebo. Meditation has also been shown to significantly improve anxiety and depression, classic symptoms of adrenal dysfunction. Try this simple technique before bed to improve your resiliency and capacity to cope with stress. Start by sitting with your eyes closed. Inhale deeply through your nose. Let your belly expand out for three seconds. At the end of your inhale, hold your breath for one second. Exhale deeply through your nose for another count of three seconds. Let your belly draw inward towards your spine. Repeat for five to ten minutes. Sleep. Did you know that today we are sleep? We sleep a whopping 500 hours less each year than our grandparents' generation. This sleep debt places a tremendous burden on our resiliency or capacity to cope with stress. If you get less than seven hours sleep per night, struggle to fall asleep, or wake up frequently during the night, your cortisol levels will be elevated and you'll be cutting yourself short on the recovery front. To support deep sleep, make sure your bedroom is set up for optimal recovery. How can you improve your sleep quality? Here are some simple tips. Turn down the lights in your house after 9 p.m. Shut off your television or laptop at least 45 minutes before bed. Make sure your bedroom is completely dark. Try using blackout blinds or an eye mask to prevent unwanted light. Keep your bedroom cool and wear loose-fitting clothing or sleep naked. We've got an in-depth article on how to get better sleep if you want to know more. Nutrition support. There are several herbs that can support adrenal dysfunction depending on whether you suffer from overactive or underactive adrenals or altered cortisol rhythm. A key nutrient called alpha-GPC can benefit all types of adrenal dysfunction. Supplementing with alpha-GPC provides the hippocampus the right building blocks to restore normal cortisol rhythm by supporting the production of acetylcholine, a key neurotransmitter concentrated in the hippocampus that can be depleted by busy work schedules, lack of sleep, or high stress. Take 500 to 1,000 milligrams daily upon rising for 8 to 12 weeks. Prioritize the fundamentals of diet, sleep, and controlling your stress response, for example, proper breathing, to upgrade your adrenal function and correct symptoms of adrenal dysfunction. Train your brain and fuel your body correctly to increase your resiliency and keep your stress hormone response system in balance. Dr. Mark Bubbs, N.D., is a naturopathic doctor, strength coach, author, speaker, and blogger practicing in Toronto, Canada. He believes that diet, exercise, and lifestyle factors have the most profound impact on your overall health and performance. Mark is the author of The Paleo Project, a 21st century guide to looking leaner, getting stronger, and living longer, and currently serves as a sports nutrition lead for the Canadian men's Paleo Hackers, you just heard him read the article, Are You Suffering from Adrenal Dysfunction? With me today again on the other line is Dr. Mark Bubbs to talk about some frequently asked questions about adrenal dysfunction. So, Mark, welcome. Thank you. Cool, man. So, I, th- I think the first question people uh, think of when they hear an article or they hear a problem is is kind of like, what's in it for me? What What would I be feeling if I had adrenal dysfunction? Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is one of those ones that can kind of sneak up on people. So it's uh, it can be a little bit tricky, especially you know if you go to your doctor, uh, there's not a real overt test that's going to just tell you black and white. You're probably going to fall somewhere in between. Um, so some of the symptoms you really want to look for is kind of waking up in the morning, like feeling fatigued, feeling really sluggish when you get up. You feel like you're hitting snooze quite a bit on the on the alarm clock. You know, you desperately need your coffee, or you need your coffee to get yourself going in the morning. Uh, will let us know that 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 um, those adrenals can be a little bit off. 
The second one would be in the evening. If you have trouble falling asleep, if you have trouble staying asleep through the night, uh, that's another sort of classic uh, symptom of, of the dysfunction in, in the system and how things are working. Okay. And how common is this? Are a lot of people experiencing adrenal fatigue or is it just a few? Well, the biggest thing is like adrenal fatigue is sort of a separate um, entity and it's more of an end stage thing. So it, it's been a bit of a catch-all term lately, but the, the right. more accurate sort of term would be adrenal dysfunction. Like things are just a little bit off in terms of the, the normal function of the way the rhythm should be. So, you know, the 24-7 society now are connected, which is fantastic. People are getting lots of great information, you know, laptops, Wi-Fis, et cetera. But um, really, you know, being busy in these types of connectivity, it, it can start to you know, wear people down, especially if they're not getting enough sleep. And then that's where some of these rhythms can get thrown off. And it can be from being too busy at work. It can be from training uh, too much or even too little. Um, and all those little things in life can kind of creep up on people and then lead to this type of uh, type of fatigue. I'm glad you said catch-all term because that's kind of what I feel like adrenal fatigue has become. It's just people can write off their poor diet and poor sleep habits and poor exercise or lack thereof and just say, oh, I, got, I got adrenal fatigue. That's what it is. That's It's adrenal fatigue. For sure. And it's one of those things that starts off in this kind of smaller niche. And as, yeah, as it becomes more and more popular, it, is, it becomes a major umbrella. And now everything's falling under the term adrenal fatigue. When a lot of times people, it's just a, it's almost like an overtraining type thing or a excessive fatigue from too much work that can be, you know, pretty easily corrected with just, you know, diet, exercise, lifestyle, maybe some supplements if they need it. But um, that real adrenal fatigue one is the, is the client who needs like a good six months just to come back to, uh, come back to their full full potential there. So adrenal dysfunction, adrenal fatigue, um, in general, is probably caused by doing too much versus too little. Yeah, the biggest difference is that this whole, the previous notion of adrenal fatigue was all about the adrenals and then just running out of gas and that they could not produce anymore. And what we're understanding now is that actually the brain is really the central command center. Hmm. And it's the one, depending on the inputs that the brain gets told, it basically sticks your adrenals into first gear so it leaves you kind of sluggish and slow and lethargic through the day and poor focus and all that type of stuff um, or it kind of kicks your adrenals up into fifth gear and you're just over revved um, right. almost anxiety type pictures irritability trouble mm. falling asleep that type of thing um, so it can be a combination of different things that leaves you stuck in one mode or the other um, and even genetics can play a role in that as well what are some major triggers that are the uh, the red button for our adrenals that if they get pushed, boom, you know it's going to cause a lot of problems. Yeah, the biggest thing here is this idea of even resiliency. Like we're trying to build up someone's capacity to cope with stress. So sometimes, you know, like you said, a lot of the misnomers is that you know stress is bad for us, or we need to avoid stress or or whatnot. But if you're dealing with busy people, it's fine to have the stressors. It's just the way that they react to the stressor. So in terms of the thing. If, if one thing sort of sets them off in terms of one uh, late night out or one intense training session um, or a busy period at work, then that's when we know that their resiliency isn't actually very good. So we've got to get back and dig a little bit deeper into the diet and find out why this is going on. Um, whereas you'll know that you're, you know, this adrenal function is good because you can have those stressful periods. And yeah, you might get a little bit tired and towards the end and and whatnot, but you your bounce back factor is, is a lot higher. You know, you can come back from that. You feel pretty good after a couple of days of, of just feeling fatigued. You can deal with the stressors better. Yeah, and that's our, at the end of the day, that's that's our goals. We're trying to build that resiliency. We're trying to increase the capacity of people to withstand stressors. But what most people don't realize, even with exercise, I mean, exercise is catabolic. You're breaking down your body. Um, so if you're not getting the results you want, people just tend to add more of that catabolic exercise. 
um, and not enough time to kind of on the food part to rebuild themselves, even on the resting part, they kind of forget that when you're actually sleeping, that's when all the, the positive adaptations are happening or when you're resting, right? That make you bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah. That type of thing. I'll just work harder to lose the weight. And yeah, and we really want people to just be more efficient with what they're doing because I get people who come in who's training six days a week, sometimes twice a day, and they're really having trouble losing weight, spending hours and hours in the gym and whatnot. So that's when you start to think, okay, well, we're really, you know, we've got to be more efficient with what we're doing because at that point, the person's, you know, doing way too much and obviously getting a bit dis- disheartened because they're not achieving their goals. You can get addicted to that for sure, that two times a day, six times a week, because every time you're in the gym, it feels like you're doing something. It feels like you're doing something towards that goal. And and sometimes, you know, as stupid as this sounds, but when you're dieting or when you're eating healthy, it doesn't really feel like you're doing something. You know, it just kind of feels like, oh, I'm eating. You know, I, instead of the donut, I ate kale. Like, great, whoop de doo But no, man, when you're in the gym, it's like pedal to the metal, running on that treadmill. Yeah, I did something. Check that off the to-do list. For sure. I mean, you get those endorphins going and that uh, adrenaline and it feels good. And that's where, uh, especially a certain type, that glycolytic training where you get that lactic burn and stuff like that, that's where it really triggers a lot of that. And so people can get kind of addicted to working out in that one sort of training phase or training uh, energy system rather. Um, and that's where kind of lowering the intensity and even getting that intensity up higher where you actually take kind of longer breaks in between is sort of the key because that's another classic scenario. It's almost, uh, they used to call it aerobics instructor's syndrome where you just get yeah. the same type of exercise at the same intensity and you add so much volume that you just wear the person out um, and they're just not getting enough variety. Yeah, for sure. And so, uh, you know, going on that too, I mean, like feeling like you're doing something, getting jacked up with the high intensity interval training or, or whatever with like very short rests and just boom, 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 boom. You know, it's almost like they don't feel like they're doing anything by eating healthy, but they also, you know, sleep almost feels like sleep. I'll sleep when I'm dead. You know, they have that mentality of like, uh, I'm, I'm too busy to sleep. And I heard a great analogy. It was um, saying you're too busy to take time for yourself, saying you're too busy to slow down, saying you're too busy to sleep is like saying you're too busy driving to stop for gas. I mean, how's that going to go? Eventually, you're going to run out. You're going to be on the side of the road calling AAA, wishing you had stopped at the last gas station. For sure. I mean, you just got to, you know, like we said in the article there, I mean, 500 fewer hours a year of sleep is just ridiculous. So when people come in and say they're tired, I mean, it's not, it's no wonder. Um, and so it's little things, but, you know, getting to bed that half hour early, that hour earlier, um, really key, you know, making sure people forget that, uh, especially young athletes, you know, they're on their phones, the Twitters, the Instagrams before bed and all that blue light's going to be stimulatory. So just try to put that laptop away, put the TV away, you know, at least half an hour, if not an hour before bed, if you can relax, read, go for a walk, those kind of things that can just give your nervous system a chance to, to unwind and, and, and start to, to rebuild itself because otherwise it's kind of go, go, go yeah. from, from top to bottom. And that really taxes uh, the adrenals and that can create a lot of that dysfunction. Sure. So we've identified kind of who, who would be feeling this. We've identified kind of what adrenal dysfunction can look like. Let's start moving towards solutions. Um, uh, walk our listeners through maybe one or two things or, or things you've seen work that can really help restore the adrenals. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, again, is we're always looking diet, exercise, lifestyle. The supplements can help here, but I think in the last sort of five years or so, you know, there's been an overemphasis on just supplementing the adrenals. And just if we prop them up, it's almost like giving someone a spot in the gym. I mean, it's okay to do for a while, but effectively you want to get them strong enough to lift that weight on their own. You don't want them always relying on the on the spotter there. So that's why if we get back to the diet side of things, and this will dovetail in with even 
um, our talk there on testosterone is we got to get back to to getting you know the saturated fats and the protein in. When, when cortisol levels are elevated, when stress levels are high, you're breaking down a lot of muscle tissue in the body, um, which is really then requires us to, to to make sure we're bumping up that intake. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we've got some great research coming out that you know lean muscle mass is actually one of the best indicators for for long term health and kind of anti aging. So mm-hmm. we got to keep that muscle on there. So getting the protein, getting this the fats in is really key. Um, whether you know the saturated fats like your butters, your coconut oils, um, uh, and the monounsaturated like your olive oils, your avocados, really, really crucial. Um, and then after that, it's amazing how breathing is actually enormously supportive here. Hmm. It's, it sounds kind of funny, but we once people wake up, they almost breathe completely differently than when they're going to sleep and when they're unconscious, so to speak. Um, when you're busy, you tend to breathe up in the top of the chest. It's what we call pump handle breathing. It's very short breaths, which activates that sympathetic nervous system, right, and gets you in that fight or flight mode. Um, and so it can be tough. And people probably experience this before um, projects at work, work deadlines, big meetings, things like that. And if you actually just take the time to take some some breaths through your belly, um, it's amazing because that'll that'll fire up the area of the brain uh, called the vagus nerve, and that's the nerve that helps to get you into that relaxed mode. So you can even be in a very uh, productive um, alpha brain wave uh, mode when you when you have this type of uh, breathing. So we give a little the techniques in there. It's always funny because when things are simple, sometimes people sort of dismiss them. They yeah. want the really exotic and everything else, but these are the kind of techniques that you know more and more in the next uh, five or ten years you're going to see a lot of devices coming out to measure sort of brain waves and help people out with this kind of meditation. But absolutely essential if you can just do a few minutes of this in the evenings or. Even you know if you're if you're commuting to and from work, yeah. it makes a massive, massive difference. Breathing, that's a great one. That's huge. And so with the vagus nerve stimulation, then through the diaphragmatic diaphragmatic breathing, um, you can do that right by putting your hand on your stomach and trying to move it with your breath. Yeah, I mean the nice thing is just lie down on your back. You know, bend your bend your knees so your feet are flat on the floor, and then just mm-hmm. put like a book or a little weight on your on your belly. And when you inhale, your belly should go up towards the ceiling, right? Most people, it's the opposite. They naturally inhale, the chest goes up, the belly goes down. When you're asleep, you actually breathe this way. You inhale, the belly goes up, you exhale, the belly comes down. So this is a really great way to, to, to get that deep breathing going and to train the body. And if you look at any sports in terms of static sports like golf or tennis when they're, you know, or diving in the Olympics when they're about to, when they're stressed and it's a really intense moment, what are they doing? They're standing there. They're really they're deep breathing because they're trying to control that that adrenaline output, that fight or flight, with this type of uh, yeah. relaxed mode. So it pays massive dividends. Um, and again, once you become, if you can practice a little bit in the evening, then you can do it at work. You can do it whenever you like, and it's just a real big, big bang for your buck. Get your breathing in, folks. Doctor Mark Bubs. And the irony is, I mean, there's so many yoga classes around, and this, yeah. you know, there's all these poses that we're doing, but they tend to forget about the breathing part. So. If you're going to your yoga class, make sure you carve out four or five minutes to actually get those breaths in. And mindfulness is taken off and meditation and all that stuff. So plenty of resources. If they want more resources, I know you have a site. Tell our listeners um, where they can find out more about you. Yeah, drbubs.com is the website. You can catch me at drbubs on Twitter. And then my new book, The Paleo Project, uh, is paleoprojectbook.com. Great, guys. See you next week.